know. So we're out here, Bark Roll Radio, the RNA version, the Rebecca and Allen version. Uh-huh. And we're out here on West End Avenue. And uh, people are walking their babies. I never know if it's a baby or a dog that they're walking. I know. Sometimes they are walking a dog in, in, in those a, little carriages. Little carriage. But this, this was a designated baby. It there's, was a real there's baby. There's another one. Look, there's two babies. It's like babies all over the place. Well, this is the time, you know, before they go to sleep. You walk them around and get them tired mm-hmm. in their uh, strollers. And then. And there's a, there's a rain alert. Oh, they're walking their dogs. And there's a rain alert. And yeah, so, so we better we, get going. We have to get this done in a half hour. I'm, I was really hoping that we'd get someone on the mic because we're looking for someone's walking right at us. Yeah. Right maybe, at us, maybe. walking right at us. You want to get on the mic? Look, looking at our sign. Yes. We're challenging people as to whether or not you can get out of a death-defying situation. We'll Look, give you the scenario. We'll give you the scenario, and you tell us what you would do. Yeah. All right, okay. All right. So, so this is Barkwell Radio, and uh, you're our first guest for the day. I don't think you've been on Bar Crawl before. Nothing. I nothing. know nothing. I know yeah. nothing. <laughs> I, I, I know nothing. I remember that show. Yeah. Uh, Hogan's H- Heroes. Hogan's Heroes. Tell us your name and are you an Upper West Sider? My name is Barbara and I am an Upper West Sider. Have been for years. Wow. We've got a lot of Barbaras We have on the met show. so many Barbaras. And we yeah. have Barbaras in our family and friends that are Barbaras. We always love Barbara. Good. Good. All the Barbaras are great. Yeah. So this is our challenge. So you can see on our sign, what does it say on the sign? It says the man and the challenge. And the man is, I guess, universal, right. like the woman. Right. And, and how, what would you do with this death, death-defying situation? And we're basing this on the man and the challenge. This was a uh, 19... Oh, there was a challenge. There was a challenge yeah, right there. Right. Yeah. This was a 1959 TV series with George Nader. And um, he was a wild guy. I can say more about George Nader. But I, I had a man crush on him when I was a kid. 1959, I was eight years old. Uh, I'm older than you are. Okay. All right. That's all right. There you go, Barbara. Okay, so here is a scenario. This is a death-defying scenario. We're living in one. (laughs) That's what made me think of it. Right. Right. So I thought between Trump and the virus, is that enough? Yeah. Yeah, So I I, I thought I would I would come up with one. Well, let let me see here. I've I've got one with Trump. Okay. Let me let me. I'll skip here to the end. So Barbara, we'll get we'll get this one. All right, here's the scenario. And I suppose my language has to be sort of good. No, 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 we're a pocket. Okay. You read President Trump's acceptance speech at the White House. I'm already dead. Great. <laughs> <laughs> because you wrapped yourself with, uh, with uh, 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 explosives, right? No, I'm not, but it's just, um, the thought of it is just too horrifying. Go ahead. All right, but this is all, this is all made up. So okay. it's, it's Somehow all, it accidentally happened. Okay. You didn't do it on purpose. It's all oh. fake news. Right. So you're in the great out Rose Garden, and the crowd is tightly packed around you, all very important people in the Republican Party. Ugh. No one is wearing a mask, and you, for some reason, are tied to your chair. Can't get up. Obviously, you were kidnapped. You try to leave, but you can't. Now, early in the speech... An older gentleman beside you starts to cough and spit out pieces of phlegm. No one seems to notice as they're, they're in rapture of what the great leader is saying. Then several people behind you start coughing and spitting and clapping because the great leader has just told us what a great job he's doing about, you know, everything. Right? So pretty soon, everyone in the Rose Garden is coughing and spitting and applauding the great leader, and you're tied to your chair. What do you do? 
This is a tough one. It is. Well, they're all tough. What do I do? What do you do? I channel my superwoman <laughs> possibilities, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, Go on. And somehow or another, with those superwoman possibilities and capacities... I I I get rid of the ties and I and I and I and I just I just right you know I'm 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 not Clark Kent but I'm the female version and I I get out and sure. I and I fly away We're making it up so why not Right well, I know how you do it All right how would you, you have do to, it You have to break the chair you break. have to you have to break the chair, so you have to, so so that loosens the the yeah. ties. Yeah. That's but how they do it in the movies all the time. They like jump up and down, or they fall over, and the chair breaks, and they get out of the ties. No, oh, but yeah? I, I'm just I'm going to just I'm just going to take off. I like, I like that answer. I have another answer okay. that I because I, I made these up, so I had time to think of it. I just yell out, "I'm from CNN." Right, 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 right. And then they... they no, I'm going to say they, I'm, I'm... They throw me out. Right, no, I'm going to say I'm Rachel Maddow's sister. There you go. There and, you go. Any of those would work. And they, they would... But, they, but they then would they would... thrust you over no, the fence. No, no, they would, th- they would stone me. <laughs> well, then it doesn't matter how you want to die. So. They right. surround you and cough at you. Right. right. Well, well, thank you, Barbara. It was for a, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I, I was just getting out of the house because that's one... What, we're on West End. The architecture is nice, and we don't want... Let, won't let Trump come on the street. No, no, he isn't no. going to come, but we won't let him come either. No. no. Right, we'll, we'll block it with our bodies. He knows better to even threaten to come or right. send his federal And people. his biggest problem was he wasn't born in Manhattan. That's really what drives him. Yeah. He's a freaking wannabe. <laughs> He's an asshole. And we're not inviting him. No. Thank no. you. Thank no. you very much, It's a Barbara. pleasure. This was fun. That was good, fun. good. Look Thank us up, you. Bar Crawl Radio. Thank you. Bar Crawl Radio. I like Okay, so that that was fun. Yes, it was. Barbara's great. I mean, you you want to get on the mic? We have a challenge question for you. All right. Okay. So I was talking about the man in the challenge, which was very um, influential for me as a young age. I never saw that. I've watched it since then, you know. They're never the 50, 60 years after the fact. And it really wasn't any good. But at the time, I remember the feeling I had about this uh, this uh, character, Dr. Glenn Barton, he would do all these kind of like crazy things, adventurous stuff. Yeah. And he was always figured out like the smartest way, kind of, kind of what um, um, the, the other TV show that... Um, oh, MacGyver. MacGyver, yeah. Right. He was kind of like a MacGyver, but a scientist. And he would, he would get into some strange situations and then, you know... And he'd figure out how to violent, get out of it. And he'd, he'd know what to do and I was always kind of like the man in the challenge but you enjoyed it when you were young I loved it I mean I had a man crush on this guy yeah 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 Yeah, how old were you I wanted you know six okay you wanted to be you (laughs) wanted to be like him yeah yeah because he was he was really white Oh. Really good looking. Oh, really good looking. Yeah, he didn't look Jewish at all. Oh, okay. Right, George right. Nader. And he was, in 1959, he starred in the worst film of all times. And I looked it up called Monster from Mars, or Robot Monster. It was a black and white 3D film. Uh-huh. Which now I've got to see it. 
Okay. But the uh, the monster was like in a gorilla suit with a um, astronaut helmet on. Whoop. Wow. Well, we're on the street. It's busy. You get a lot of traffic. It's a lot of traffic, a lot of noise. A lot of cars coming through. Yeah, there's some of them that still use this, like this avenue as a, a throughway. Well, you know, we, we're, we're not going to be able to use it for a long, for, I mean, forever. I see three three cars, four cars. Speeding along in, yeah. in a five-mile-an-hour zone. It's a, it's a caravan. Um, so the man in the challenge, you can you can look it up. So they've made, and then I looked up, you know, the worst films of all time, and every year they come up with the worst film. Uh-huh. In 2008, it was The Hottie and the Naughty with Paris Hilton. Yeah. Worst film of, of the 2000. The and the naughty. So I guess who was the naughty? I get me. It could have been Paris Hilton and Paris Maybe Hilton. Maybe Paris Hilton. Oh, I see. She was the hottie and the naughty. Maybe. Okay. Right. So that's a whole other maybe topic we can talk about. That sounds like so much fun. All right. So I have a, um, <laughs> I, I have I have one um, um, challenge for you. I'm ready. Now, do you want do you want a challenge that you already know the answer or one that you may not know the answer? Either way, I'll I'll answer them both. Okay, all right. All right Either here, way. Here, here, here's one that worries me constantly. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the scenario and then okay. you tell me what you would do. You've just married. And by the way, this is the man in the challenge. So I did it all from the male perspective. Okay. So so, can, I'm, so I'm a man? You're like a man. But okay. But you can change it around if you want. All right. You've just been married and you and your bride are riding up the elevator to your suite in the Grand Hyatt in Las Vegas. As you reach the 54th floor the brakes on the elevator give out and you start to plunge down faster and faster. Your lovely bride begins screaming at you to do something, do something, do something. And you start pushing buttons and grabbing for the elevator phone, but your lovely bride grabs it first and screams something like, please God, not on my wedding day. What do you do? Well, I know one thing for certain. Yeah. As Soon as I get out of that elevator, I'm divorcing her. (laughs) Don't divorce her yet because she comes in a lot of these scenarios. Well, okay, so the the roof of the of, of or the ceiling of the um, elevator cab yeah. Yeah. has you know usually there's some kind of hole like hole in it. In all the movies, there's you mm-hmm. know you can punch through it. Mm-hmm. So I would you know tell her to get up there, you know, and hold on. Grab grab the roof. So you're hanging down. So you're from hanging. The, right, from right, the, right, 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 right. Yeah. Hanging. Okay. Yeah. From the fifty fourth floor. You're plunging down yeah. a thousand-something feet. Well, you're not suggesting that I don't think I'm going to die, right? Well, no, 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 no. You're there just is, saying, what would I do? I would do something. There is a solution here, and that's not it. Okay. I would, uh, or I'd, put, I'd crawl into a ball. <laughs> like a, like a, just like a, whimper. Oh, God, no, not me. Not on my no, wedding day. I'd make myself like, 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 a, like a ball so that when it hits, it'll, I'll just bounce around. I won't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you had a great big rubber ball, then you get inside. <laughs> yeah, that would that, that would be um, good too. I'd, I'd grab my wife and make her. You know, I'd make her the my my well, shield. Right, right, right. Well, what you could do is put her down on the floor and lay on top of yeah, her. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> or if you were the man, you would do that for her. There's no. Is there an emergency brake or something? Do you pull no, that? No, no, not in this scenario. No. No. no so no, what no, do no. you do? Well, you what you do is um, you distribute your weight on the floor of the elevator. Oh, so you if do you lay actually down hung flat. yourself from the elevator roof. Right. You'd be a goner because when you when you hit, 
your body is still going at that speed. Okay, okay. And you would be splashed against the floor. That's true, and you couldn't, you couldn't possibly, yeah. No, no, your arm, if you did, your arms would, like, grow, like, three feet. Yeah, okay, 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 so that was <laughs> the worst. You'd be out of their socket. The worst possible suggestion. Right, no, that, that wouldn't work. You'd, you have a lot of pain so and then, then more pain. you make yourself flat on the And you ground. spread out your arms and spread out your legs. I've got a picture here. I'll put it in oh, the Oh, I see. I'll okay. put it in the notes. And you, you distribute your weight. Right. All through the floor at the center. Okay. And and you and you probably are going to survive. Wow. Right. Really. Right. Wow. Now there was one. Well, I would do that, but I'd make my wife lay under me. Yeah. Okay. If you can get her to do that. Yeah. Slap, I'd say, honey, this is, this will save your life. It'll save your life, right? I'll I'll, I'll get on top of you so <laughs> the roof won't fall on you. Especially after she cried and whimpered like that. Right. So okay. so it turns out that in 1945. A B-25 bomber hit the Empire State Building. Yes. While a woman was at the top floor, uh-huh. right? And this woman fell 75 stories, and she didn't die because all of the wire, all of the cable that's underneath yes. the elevator had fallen down and was like a cushion. And it cushioned. Wow, it cushioned, cushioned it. the fall. And she, she survived. That's amazing. She survived it. I think the pilot, or the pilot and the co-pilot, I think they died. The people well, that were they, in the plane. B-25, they I remember this did. story. It's 1925, right. right? Is that right. what you said? Yeah. Right. And so, it hardly damaged, I mean, it damaged the, uh, the Empire State Building, but not that badly. It turns out that riding an elevator is a pretty safe thing. You have more danger of being killed on stairs or an escalator. Well, there you go. Than on riding an elevator. Elevator is pretty safe. So it says out of 18 billion trips elevator trips per year around the world right there have been 27 deaths every oh, year okay. so, on an elevator yeah. and usually it's not from the elevator falling it's from the door not closing and your head getting caught in the door and then it goes up i wonder if you have a better head chance of getting off. hit by lightning or something even. well i that my my research didn't go that far Wait, here's our friends. Oh. You're gonna we got a scenario for you. We have a death defying scenario. Step and up to uh, the mic. we'll we'll give you the we'll give you the scenario and then you tell us what you would do. So again, t- tell us your name and your the name? dog's name and your child's name and <laughs> you wanna tell us your wife's name, that's fine. Okay, we'll too. start with Alex. Alex, hello. Hi. Madeline, the oh, love captain Madeline. of the Madeline. operation. Madeline. Yes, beautiful and Madeline. Queen Colette here. Queen Colette. Ah. The Colette dog. definitely owns the house. And what, what kind of dog is Colette? Colette is a terrier. Terrier, beautiful. She thinks she's a Doberman Pinscher, and she thinks she's 300 pounds. Okay. Oh, all right, ah. all right. Good. She is neither of these things. Well, actually, the, the, the um, challenge that I have for you, the set-defying challenge... Oh, and I'm Phil, though. ...is related Hi, somewhat to the dog. Okay. In, in, a, in, a, in a word, well, more like a cat, but here we go. So, you're on your honeymoon in Africa, all okay. right? It was Australia, but that's close enough. Okay, okay but okay. it's Africa. Cool. And your lovely bride has always wanted to experience the jungles of deepest, darkest Africa. And one evening, after several cocktails, you and your lovely bride take a walk away from the camp and get a wee bit lost. All right? You finish your drinks and then hear a strange rustling in the bushes behind you. And you turn around, and there is the most largest, ferocious lion you have ever seen it is looking at you and it's looking or it's looking at your lovely bride whoever looks tastier she's not seen the lion yet because she's 
talking about chasing elephants tomorrow. Right. So what do you do? So the lion has seen us. Seen, seen and looking particularly longingly mm. at your wife, so, your lovely bride. As she mentioned on our way by earlier, you don't necessarily need to run faster than the lion, just faster than your compadres. <laughs> and in the, no, the noblest sense of this... I never thought of that. That's good. <laughs> in the noblest sense of this, first of all, Alex is faster than me, generally speaking, under certain circumstances. Most importantly, when there's a snake. Ah, so, okay. I've got a snake one, too, so maybe I she could do the next I would tell her, one. not that there was a lion and that she needed to run from the lion, but there was a giant snake very interested in her, and she'd be gone. Very good. And, and then, then the lion would eat you. Yeah, we'd see what happens. Right. Of course, yeah. I don't look as tasty so as she does. Right. Okay. Well, that, that's very nice because we came up with one in which the husband actually saved himself with the wife's body. But mm. you, you can you can go you can go either way. It turns out that uh, according to Rory Young, that if you see stalking indications, then what you need to do is raise your arms above your head, wave them. Most importantly, shout your head off, because mm. running away from a lion. Even if you're like the fastest human on earth, you'll never, you, you'll be like a third of the speed of so a lion So that's like goes. Uh, with a bear, they tell you to make yourself look big. But with a moose, they tell you, get the hell out of there because the moose is going to charge and you're not going to win. So run. See, I don't have that one here. Yeah, we well, went to that's a, good to know, though. We went now to we know. Alaska and Hawaii in the same 12-month period. In Alaska, we saw both bears and moose. And they tell you these things because apparently it happens a lot. Yeah. Well, wow. we, we were in Canada, and they tell us, you know, when you see it, was it a black bear that we saw in Canada? Well, a black bear, you can see in the Adirondacks, too. But, yeah, right. there were or black bears, and there were brown bears or grizzlies right. where we and were. And they said, don't go up and take pictures of this brown bear. And she went, like, within, like, two feet of the, oh, hello, you kitty <laughs> little bear. What are you going to do? And I, I said, get away from the bear. Not true at all. <laughs> but yeah. everybody, and when you're driving and the, the Canada Rockies and you, um, an animal is sighted, Everyone pulls over. Everyone. Right. So if yeah. you see cars along the side of the road, you pull over and you get your camera out. That's okay. what you do. Yeah. So the next time you're in Africa and you go off into the wild with some drinks and your wife and you're a little drunk and you hear some rustling in the woods, it's best bet that you uh, spray the lion with pepper spray mm. uh, right. or shoot it with a gun. Because if you're going to go run, if you're going to walking in the jungle, bring yourself a gun. Yeah, bring, yeah. Your, bring your bear spray or your lion spray. <laughs> Thank you. And I've, You're I've got, welcome. Thank you, Phil. I've got one just for you. Okay. Just for you, now that I know you better. So, again, this is, this is from the male point of view, but you can switch it around. All right. You survived the lion, let's okay. say. And it's the next night, and you and your lovely groom. Yes, that's okay. what they're called. Handsome husband. Take another walk into the night, into the jungle, cocktails in hand. And he steps into a hole. I like the way you guys live. Really. (laughs) So cool. He steps into a hole, drags you down into the darkness. As the earth settles around you, you both can hear a hissing sound. It's not someone boiling water. A lot of hissing sound. Your lovely husband, handsome husband, has brought a flashlight. Because of the lion, of course. If we didn't think the gun would be worth anything. 
Yeah, so brought, brought it, brought it, he's going to shine the light into the lion's eyes. All around you are snakes. Lots of snakes who were coming out of the shock of your fall and are now slithering towards you. What do you do? I think this was featured in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. We learn everything from movies. Absolutely. We learn everything we know from movies. So me personally, I would probably have a heart attack and die, and then Phil could use my body to prop himself up and get him out of the, get himself out of the hole. Um, if I didn't have a heart attack and die, I don't know. See if I could start a fire from something with the batteries with the and like MacGyver it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably be and by the way, starting frozen a fire, in shock. Starting a fire to keep lions away doesn't work because the fire just attracts the lion because then it can walk around the fire and sees what's on the other side. So it doesn't, it doesn't work with lions. Wow, you, really, you really read all these things. I like read that, it, that, yeah. That's what people say. Yeah, like, I read like, it. Like, I, don't start a fire. I study before I come to these, not like you. I know like you, you do, but I'm just amazed it's so specific. Right. right. Who would the think th of starting a fire? The thing is about snakes is that... Um, they're afraid of you because you are bigger than them. So generally, if you don't move and you don't threaten them, they will lose interest in you and they won't come towards you. Um, so getting frozen would actually be a good idea. Exactly. I think having, having a heart exactly. attack is good, too, because yes. it's like you then you don't you're not moving. When, when, and, once and you're you hopefully you'll survive and you'll be unconscious so that when they're crawling over you, oh God. I'm going to have one right now. <laughs> Right. Um, find a stick. You can kind of push them away with a stick. If you get bitten by one, you need to know whether it's poisonous or not. That's a whole other lesson. But so pay attention to the colors. One thing you could do is pull the snake head away from wherever you got bit right away because sometimes it takes a while for the poison to get in. Now I've given you stuff to think about. And now forget it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it'll never happen. <laughs> Thank you. No, Thank never you. happened. For joining us. Now, for a few minutes, you weren't thinking about Trump, right? That's true. All right. So there was a positive thing There's about this. There's a very this. positive thing. That's a service that we try to do. That's right. We'll try to, we'll try to do this more and more. Yeah, we're going to need it going into November. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay, we'll think of more of these. How would you defy death? And thank you. By the way, you both thank died. Thank you, Alex. So. Thank you, Phil. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I died on mine, too. Zoom, zoom. We're giving scenarios of death-defying things that happen to people and asking how you'd get out of it. How would you survive? You want to, you want to try one? Sure. sure. Okay. All right, all right. Coming up. Step. You can put the, the headset on. If you like. If you like, and you can hear us better. You can hear us better. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We've been following this, uh, this uh, new newlyweds. So you are a newlywed, okay? You have had it with walking with your lovely, lovely bride. And so you go for a stroll on your own in the jungles of Africa, all right? You take along a notepad to jot down your thoughts because when you're around her, she doesn't give you a chance to think. Now that you have some peace and quiet, you walk and you take a step into something sandy and smushy. But you're not paying much attention, so you take another step, and within two seconds, you cannot see your knees. And then you can't see your belly button or your hips. They're all gone. Clearly you stepped into a dreaded quicksand pit. You're all alone, no flashlight, no cell phone. What do you do? So let's start with the scenario. So quicksand, I think the 
standard operating procedure with quicksand is to get it as flat as possible. So instead of... I remember that yes, from a movie. Right. I've yes. watched Gilligan's Island, and right. as I recall. Once again, we learn everything we know from movies. Yes. From Gilligan's Island, particularly. <laughs> yes, so I would lot. go flat. I would go belly first flat. Flat, face down in, face in the, down into in the, the sand. Pit, right. Okay. Which would allow me to increase my surface area tension on the quicksand and Boy. thus defy any of the impact of quicksand, and then I'd crawl my way to the edge. And, yeah. And it would be a lesson learned, and I would move on. Uh, we, we didn't ask you your name and whether you live on the Upper West Side. Uh, uh, David Craig, I live half a block from here. Cool. All right, okay. All right. And, yeah. we're, all right. and we're Alan and Rebecca, and we're Bar Crawl Radio. And... Um, Though that sounded all really great, it turns out that... That's um, not the answer? I no. thought that was definitely, yeah, 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 definitely, sure. definitely the answer. No, no. I, I, it I, turns out that quicksand is much like water, and where you would float in water, you would float in quicksand. So when you get to the point, like maybe about your shoulder length, you've dispersed enough of the, of the quicksand right. so that you want, you're not going to go any further. Right. Except you said that. Africa, right? So if this is a sub-Saharan Africa, it's a different the density of the quicksand. There you go, Alan. So therefore, moly, moly. that whole idea. He knows I mean, what I he's talking about. I assume that that's what you meant when yes. you said that. Yes. Oh, jeez. Right. That's one way of doing it if you want to die, but I just was going to choose. It's a different density a in Africa than it is. <laughs> I'm off to try the gym, speaking of death-defying acts. Right, and maybe you'll get strong enough to actually pull yourself out. Exactly. exactly. There you go. Well, there we you wish. Go. I am going to Equinox. Yeah, you know, I think we're all immune because. So there's the other de- death-defying act. How do you get out of Equinox? How well, do you go to Equinox? He's going to give it a you try. You have to go through an elaborate process. I assume that the minute I check in, my membership starts tolling again. So. Oh yeah, but do they do they take your temperature? Do they? Oh give yeah. You a, oh yeah. Swab up the nose and. Yeah. Just no. the temperature. No swabs, but I my entire family's had the COVID, so. Right. So you go. We've all had it. So, oh yeah, yeah. My wife teaches, works at the public school here. So, so like no big deal. That entire everybody had it in early March. And no big tested. deal. I mean, big deal if if it if it kills you. If it kills you. But if once you've gotten through it, um, I think there is some lingering effects though, because I feel like my I've got the lung issues that are. Yeah, oh, well, but that was a long time ago. So. Hope, yeah. hope it doesn't. Hope yes. it doesn't. Well, like this it. is enjoyable. Well, right, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Barkrollradio.com. Thank you very much. Well, he didn't die because you're not going to die in quicksand. Except it turns out that um, that you're going to die in quicksand if no one finds you. Oh well. Because then you kind of like you know you waste away. But I've heard because that too. I don't think you, you just... can pull yourself out. You don't think so? I, no. I've heard you just have to move really, really slowly. No, you can't. You want to try one? scenario? Okay, All right. let's see. All right. Let's see. See what I have left see here. See if you survive. See if I said. Okay, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Here's a, here's, a, here's a good scenario. Tell us your name. J.J. Goldberg. J.J., okay. Thank you. I'll, I'll remember that name. I, I teach at John Jay, so J.J. Right. <laughs> okay. So your bestest buddy, Hans, from Germany decided to take you on a trip in his new Cessna, and he called it Songbird. You know what TV series that's from? Sky King. Oh, God, he knows it. Okay, that was good. Sky Sky King. Sky King, that's great. Um, I'm going to watch Sky King. But that's not the question. That's not the question. And the man in the challenge. What do I get for that? Come on. No, no, no. You get (laughs) nothing for any of this. We'll give you five points. So it was his first (laughs) solo flight, Hans's first solo in his new Cessna, and he was celebrating with a few brewskis up in the sky. 
And you didn't think that was such a great idea, but you know, it's Hans, right? So you're up a few thousand feet, and Hans dares you to open the door and stick your legs out. Come on, go ahead, he says. You sissy Americans. And you don't want to do it. You figure it's not a good idea, but he reaches over, he unlocks the door, and you immediately fall out. All right? Okay, the songbird is now above you and receding, receding away. And Does you hear, JJ have you, a... You hear Hans, Hans scream out, Sorry, buddy! Does JJ have a, a, a parachute? No, no parachute. No, 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 no. Nothing, no. It's a beautiful winter day. It's really cold, but you don't feel the cold at all because, you know, you're falling to your death. What do you do? To survive. To survive? Yes. So they don't... How high am I? Yeah, they don't fly that I, high. I, I have you 3,000 feet. Well, I've seen in movies where people flatten themselves out and try and become a kite. <laughs> and try and resist the air. Other than that, what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> Compose Good the answer. final poem? All right, Good All right. There so you go. you're a kite falling at like, you know, what is it? Yeah, like you're falling, falling, falling faster and faster and faster like a rock. I don't think you'd be a kite. I think you'd be more like a rock. Well, what's the answer, Al? Well, the, the answer is... Is you, there an answer? You will probably be squished. Oh. You probably so. won't survive, but people have survived from falls much further yeah. and have than 3,000 feet. Uh, Vesna Vulvuk, in 1972, fell three, six and a half miles yeah. in a plane that had been blown up by a bomb. But he was in the plane. She was in the plane. She was in some oh, kind she. of a storage box, and she survived a six-mile fall in a plane. Yeah, that's weird. It was some kind. She was a stewardess, and she kind of like hunkered down, I guess, inside where they keep the sandwiches. Oh. Well, right. at least you won't be hungry when you die. You know? Yeah, there you go. You but then your, she your, had a nibble on her way. You got a shiver in advance. <laughs> 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 and and there's another one, Nicholas Stephen Alchemade, an English tail gunner in the Royal Air Force during World War II, survived a freefall. He actually fell out of the plane. He jumped from the plane because it was crashing. He fell 18,000 feet. Without a parachute, and he fell into some pine trees and the soft snow. He ducked and rolled, and he survived. Well, I mean, I was thinking if you look for either trees or a lake or a body of water, you have a chance. Maybe. But, and I, there's a bit of ability to steer yourself by angling yourself against the wind. All right. Yeah, they do that with they, 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 those free fallers do that. They have, but they, I think they have a little like webs or something, but they do. They kind of move themselves through the air. Well, if I bring my phone with me, I'm connected to the web, so I'm good. Right? <laughs> okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, if you, you, if, go. if you had good service good while you're falling, I've never had that. I don't know. Do you get service at 3,000 feet up in the air? I don't know. Yeah, help. You I'm falling. Then, if you don't, then why do the airplanes tell you to shut, you shut your phone off? Yeah, this is true. Must be. True. Watch out, watch out. You got the headphones on there. Thank, thank, thank you, Joe. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Okay, I've got one more for you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, actually, I've got two, but um, one you already know. It's like when your car starts so sliding. Tell, tell, let me tell the story. All right, tell the story of when your car slides okay, so in the when snow your car slides on a and, mountain. Right. So I was, uh, I think, 16. I was going down the mountain in uh, Mammoth Lakes, California. It was a snowy, icy night. And the, my back tires started going right. I started spinning, right? Mm -hmm. I started to go into a spin. Mm -hmm. And um, because... I had, with my teenage friends, taken this little car that I had that belonged to my mom 
to these empty parking lots because during the week it was empty there. It was on the weekends that you know, everybody would come ski. We would go to the parking lots and we would do wheelies. So I knew how to do a wheelie. You've so, never and done I that knew with me. I would be happy to. I would love that. It, we'll it, have to borrow our, our daughter's car fun. sometime. It's very fun. But donuts, not wheelies, donuts, I guess, whatever. We'd spin around. So I knew that you have to turn your wheels towards the spin. Okay. So if the back tires are going right, you need to turn right. Okay. And that will take you out of the spin. So you, so then you start sliding a little bit because it's icy, and I was sliding towards the cliff because I was on the mountain, and I and on the right hand side was the cliff, and I was and it was, this was before the non-locking brakes that that they have yep. now, and I knew that if I slammed on the brakes. I could lock them and make it worse. So I pumped the brakes very right. slowly, and I came to a stop. Wow. And I didn't go over the cliff because I'm here now. I made it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, I get it. You're yeah, here. I did it. Right. I survived. Amazing. So what, what did you read about that? Uh, pretty much exactly what you just said. You want, you want to keep the wheels traction on the road. And so you don't want it to slip, you want it to kind of slow down gradually. Mm -hmm. And that way the wheels will stay in contact with the road. Because if, if once it starts slipping, then, then you're done. Yeah, yeah, you just keep gliding. But I mean, I was scared to death, but, and I was going, oh my God. But I kept, my, my leg just kept pumping and doing the right thing. And, and I came to a, a slow stop. And thankfully, you're, you're a smart lady and you figured it out. I knew how to do that. So give me one I, I don't know. All right. I think you know this one too, but I think I've run out of the ones I have here. Um, well, that's okay. You're at your in-law's house for the first time. Oh, God. And your stepfather is grilling up his famous Angus-fed steaks. Mm. He calls you over and shoves an oversized piece of burnt meat into your mouth. Oh. As, and as he turns away to tell his wife that he needs another beer, you swallow. <gasps> and immediately note that you cannot breathe. Oh. You try to say... Nothing's coming out. You're choking. He's yelling at his wife. Your lovely bride is on the phone with her sister because she didn't show up at the party. Oh, my God. And, and she's that just woman. really upset. And she did it on purpose. She knows she did. You, on the other hand, sense impending doom as you feel invisible and your fingers are turning blue. What do you well, do? Well, you know the answer to that because it happened to you. That's right. <laughs> so what do you do? Well, I, was, I had some steak. In my in my throat. Yes, and, we and, were at a, and we your were at a party. your lovely bride was chatting no was, away. No one was paying attention to me. All the people at the table. Everyone talking. at the table. I, I I was waving my arms <laughs> and going like doing doing signs of choking. Right. No one. I I and I knew I just had like another thirty seconds. I don't even think it happened. Seconds. I think he's lying about the whole No, thing. it did. It absolutely did. I I got up, leaned over the back of a high chair. You threw yourself at the chair, and right? And I threw my my chest at the chair. And that's exactly what they say and it you should do. it popped out of my yeah, mouth. that's exactly what they say you should then do. Then I, I sat down, and people just kept talking. Yeah. They were, they were like, like, why'd you get up? Yeah, what happened? What, why'd Did you get something up? happen here? And it's like, I was so shocked. It's like, it took several minutes for me to say, do you know I nearly died just then? <laughs> and people said, no, you're fine. You're exaggerating. I don't think so. I know I you don't. I think you're making that up. I have the piece of meat here in my pocket. Do you want to see it? <laughs> This is Bark Row Radio. We're on West End Avenue. We've had a lovely time today. Yes. And the wind's picking up. Um, I we think got it's going to rain. We got to meet our neighbors. I think we gotta, we got to get out of here. we got to get this equipment back It's thunder. Back it's lightning. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. no. What, what do, we do you do?